Welcome to the show. The only show that'll twist your mind. fans welcome to marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans this is episode 455 wow i am your host dave the rave and i am alongside here with brandon but before i introduce him a little bit further than that make sure you go buy a t-shirt pro wrestlingtees.com slash marking out go follow us on twitter go like us on facebook Go check us out on YouTube and all of those other shenanigans. Instagram, send us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. Hey, Brandon, you can be following him on Twitter at BTTG161. BTTG161. Uh, what is it? BTTG161. Dave the Rave underscore MO for myself. And unfortunately, Chris is not here, but give him a follow, Chris Wingdog. Uh, hey, Brandon, what's up? Not much. Welcome back to the podcast. What's up with you? Yeah, not much. You know, it's nice to finally be back. Had a lot being, uh, had a lot going on. You know, went to good old Vegas. Went to Vegas. Went to Florida. But I'm so disappointed because you didn't stand where WrestleMania Nine was specifically. I gotta be honest. I didn't know where. It was the. I think it's like I. I'm almost certain I match it up to where the pool is. It's completely different now. Yeah, I had no clue. But I think it's where the I, outdoor pool is. Hmm. Yeah, I was looking at them like, I have no clue where they filmed this. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. Everybody that I was with, I was there for a conference um, and presenting a poster and all that. And while I was there, I was, like, telling people, like, yeah, this is the site where Hulk Hogan took on Yokozuna. <laughs> uh, Bret Hart, originally, of course. Uh, Hulk Hogan also teamed up with Brutus the Barber Beefcake to take on Money Inc. Uh, you had Doink versus uh, Crush. You had Lex Luger versus, I believe it was Razor Ramon, right? But did oh. you tell people it was where Bobby Heenan rode out backwards on a camel? No, that slipped. That slipped. But I assume that people knew that already. Um, yeah, but Vegas is beautiful. I'll tell you, it's it's weird. Was that your first well, time like, there? Yeah, it was my first time in Vegas, my first time my first time out west. Oh. And yeah, to see all those mountains, like the Rocky Mountains and everything. <laughs> it was beautiful. Where did like, you what did you eat there? What did I eat? Um we went to an Indian cuisine first called uh, Tamba. Um and then we went to In and Out Burger. Um Of course, and, right? Yeah, yeah, and I got to say In and Out Burger there's all that hype and everything, and <laughs> believe the hype. Oh, believe the hype. 
In-N-Out Burger is 100% better than Shake Shack. And it's... Uh, when was the last time you had Shake Shack? Uh, what is it? Maybe Taylor's wedding? Someone's wedding. Someone had it as a food. Oh, so, but, so you had it as a cold dish. Yeah, but even still, no. Shake Shack... Oh, no, I had it actually last month when I was at uh, Penn Station. Uh, Shake Shack Burger. But yeah, no, In-N-Out Burger is 100% better than a Shake Shack Burger and any burger that East Coast puts out. Uh, at least fast food burger. Um, yeah, fast food wise. Okay. Fast food wise. Had to um, double check. Yeah, fast food wise. But yeah, no, In-N-Out Burger was actually really good. Have you ever tried it before or no? No, uh, the furthest west I've ever been was uh, was Austin, Texas and – I think I had already stopped eating fast food by then. Uh, yeah, I don't, no, I'm not I, even sure if they had uh, in and outs in Texas or whatnot. I don't. I think it's just Vegas and California, but I had to give it a shot, um, and it was amazing. It was such a great time. It was so much fun. It was interesting walking the strip, and the thing that did stink about walking the strip is that every, like every so often, you'd get a huge like it. Seemed like it just never stopped reeking of marijuana. Oh, and, yeah, and that was just a big turnoff. Um, I was mean, it, did you go to Old Las Vegas at all, or no? Yeah, yeah, we went to Fremont Street, and that was really uh, a wild experience. Very cool. Um, my, unfortunately, my phone actually died uh, right before we got there, so I didn't get any pictures there. Got to get your but, second charger, man. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we went to a place over there called Heart Attack Burger. Oh, you actually went there? I was gonna. <laughs> I figured once because you went to In and Out that you wouldn't have gone to that place also. But yeah, this was the day after Did, the day. So I, I had Saturday I think, night. I think Sunday. I eat there free. <laughs> 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 do they do they still do that? Yeah, yeah, and they. That's not they like t- something to uh, you know no, brag about. No, but. They put you on the scale right in front of everybody. You too, or no? Uh, no, I think, I think their, their to, spokesperson died from a heart attack. Yeah, they had a few people, but I think the owner of the company or the owner of the restaurant is a cardiologist. So I think that's kind of funny. How was but, the yeah, food? What'd you get? I actually, I wasn't into getting the burgers. So me and, uh, somebody that we went with, they get a burger, but me and two people split, uh, cheese fries. Uh, what is it? Um, chili cheese fries. But the che- the fries were coated in like lard, or it was cooked in lard. Oh. Um, like it was something. Yeah, no, they really coat this stuff up to clogging arteries. What kind of gimmick is that? I don't understand. They, they have they have the Guinness Book of World Record for the highest calories in a single burger per ounce, and it was like a thousand calories per ounce in this burger. It was what, something. What are they putting in these burgers? I have no clue, but they had something on the menu that you could have this burger that was like a bunch of stacks. It was like a bunch of patties stacked on top of each other with a full onion, a full tomato, and you had the option of throwing 40 pieces of bacon onto it. I I, I really – I don't see I, – I don't get it. That's not a challenge I'd ever want. Like there are challenges no. out there that I would, wouldn't mind having like a barbecue challenge or whatever that like they give you like – However many ribs and brisket or whatnot, which is just sounds like a regular meal to begin with, but or like a seventy-two yeah. ounce steak or something. 
No, this is it was a, it was a lot of fun though because so if you don't finish your burger, you have to get spanked. Have you did you see this part on TV uh, or yeah, yeah, no, I've seen that. All right, so they they have glass windows so this way everybody walking by could look in because it's a theme restaurant. So you want to and uh, bring people in from the outside. It's called a grossrant. A grossrant? Yeah. Did you say that or did I just like make that up? I think you just made that up. <laughs> well, because I know like Hooters and those are called restaurants, so I don't know. I thought maybe oh. something like this would be a grossrant. Maybe it is a grossrant. <laughs> but yeah, no, they had a place in the window cut out, and then they have a little stand uh, from the inside of the restaurant up against the window. And if you didn't finish your entire burger, you had to go over the window and look out towards – you didn't really have to put your head outside of the window. But you had to be looking out of the window uh, right up against it on this little stand. And then the nurse comes by with a paddle and just wallops you three times across the buttocks. Like you don't have to do that, right? Like that's – come on. I, I don't know. It seemed like you can – opt out but it seemed like they were very persuasive about go up there and do it and most people just were like okay like <laughs> I, I didn't see anybody like just flat out refuse people were trying to back out of it but it wasn't working and they got walloped uh they make everybody wear um patient hospital gowns when you walk in too and one of the people at our table got a bot- uh got wine and they they bring in the wine in an IV uh, drip on an IV pole. And what do you drink it in? They bring out little cups. They bring out uh, like plastic cups for you. But you fill up your plastic cup with the wine. God bless uh, gimmicks, huh? Yeah. No, I mean, great gimmick. It was a lot of fun. But I would not uh, – I wouldn't get a burger from there. Um but otherwise, Fremont Street, old old Vegas, was very interesting. You walk down the strip; it's very crowded. They had um, like three separate areas where they had state uh, concert, um, special concerts. Um, they had like in one place they had an '80s '90s band, and another place they had like a Guns N' Roses tribute band. Uh, so maybe two places. But I noticed like the week before, I guess they had like something called Mud Fest, and it, it was like Puddle of Mud performing. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. If I go back again, it would be to see like the Grand Canyon and the Hoover Dam. Um, and you know, I, I got to walk inside of the Venetian and the Venetian, they, have you seen the Venetian or no? I, I must have, but I don't, I don't like memorize they, the, uh, hotels of Las Vegas. Oh, the, I, I totally did. I came prepared with a map, and I wrote out on the back of the map exactly what I wanted to do. I knew exactly what I went there to see, and I got to see mostly everything that I wanted to see. I got So the Venetian, they make it out to be like Italy, and they have um, – what's the channels of water called um, in Italy? I forgot. Um, but they had the channels of water going through the hotel – and on the outside Ven- of the hotel. Yeah. Uh, Venetian, Venice. Yeah. Uh, the sky, the ceiling of this area was painted like a skyline. It was absolutely beautiful. And just overall, Vegas, the architecture bl- can blow your mind alone. 
Um, the Bellagio of Water Fountain was amazing. The Mirage Volcano uh, show was amazing. There's just so much to do there, but you totally – it's so easy to lose track of time um, because it's so lit and it's always crowded. <laughs> it's so, so lit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like it could be 3 a.m. and it could feel like 3 p.m. because it's so well lit that you're still having so much stimulus to your to your brain where you're still awake. And it's kind of creepy in a way because you go to the casino and there's no windows. There's no clocks. Um, there's no clocks anywhere. And you go to a casino and you can easily drift away and stay there for a lot longer than you expected to. Wow. But, yeah, no, it was amazing. Yeah, I haven't been on the show since – this is my first time being on a show in October. Yeah. I think. It is. Well, I mean yesterday we had uh, Wednesday Night Wars that we put out. and uh, Yes, yes. You joined us for your debut on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everything's going good. What about you? How have you been? I've been awesome as always. I went upstate this past weekend. Well, Sunday to Monday. Had a, uh, a free night for a hotel. So we went to uh, went to it with my mom to check out. I was looking up places to, like, go to upstate. Beacon, New York, there was a pumpkin festival going on at the Pete and Toshi Seeger Riverfront Park. Oh, wait, you went there? Yeah, okay, calm down. Okay. <laughs> but there there really wasn't much, like, going on there. Uh-huh. I just thought it was cool to go there, like, with the history that, like, Pete Seeger used to, like, perform there and whatnot. But uh, I, there wasn't much going on. I, I got pumpkin pie just to, I mean, I was at a pumpkin festival. How could I not? Mm-hmm. But the weather, it was kind of uh, gloomy. It rained just as we left. So I, I really wanted, they had uh, free rides on a sloop, which is a sailboat, in case you didn't know that. No, I did not. I really wanted to do that, um, but I just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sitting outside in that weather like that. Mm-hmm. So left, went to, uh, went to the hotel looked up things to do around the area. And in Newburgh, New York, they have Washington's headquarters state historic site, which is also known as the Hasbrook House, which was used by George Washington and his wife and a bunch of troops in the American Revolutionary War. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And it was the the first uh, publicly operated historic site in the United States. Huh. Yeah. And uh, so we did that. We did the tour of the Hasbrook house and the tower. I forget what the tower is called. Uh, I think it's, no, I think it's a monument there though, but like they, they, it's like a monument that in 1950, I believe they said was destroyed due to a hurricane. Like the roof was. So they didn't have people going up, until this past April when it reopened with the roof on it. So mm-hmm. I was, I guess, within the first year, one of the first, like, groups, within the first year to go back up into the tower. But it was so surreal being in a place that, like, George Washington, the very first president of the United States, like, lived yeah, and it's... walked and roamed. It's, like, so surreal. Like, even by us, we have Sagamore Hill, which was Teddy Roosevelt's, like, summer house. Mm-hmm. And even that's, like, a surreal experience to be at. 
I mean, I like when I was in Florida, I actually went to St. Augustine. Oh yeah, that's another place I want to. I would love yeah. to visit that place. That that's it's, for those that don't know, it's the first place that was colonized in the United States. So they had like the first official United, the first official street in the U.S. Um, and they had this fort. They had the the Fountain of Youth. Um, and like so much stuff dedicated to like Ponce de Leon and they had a fort there that was used by um, the Spanish and the French and just really unbelievable history so that that's a place that would be worth checking out as well I know they have like ghost tours there that yeah. I wanted to check out I don't I've I never been close I think been my close family enough. may have done that yeah, it seems like a really nice area to be. And then uh, also at the uh, the Hasbrook House, it's where George Washington came up with the idea of the Badge of Military Merit, which was the predecessor to the Purple Heart. Huh. And it was awarded by Washington, I believe, in that house where I was standing. So it was really cool. And then we went to, they have right in the, the area is the National Purple Heart Hall of Honor. Okay. And the the very first one of the th- there were George Washington gave out 3 of them. <clears throat> the the badge of military merit. Mhm. And the one of the 3 very first ones were in that museum, so it was really cool to see that live as well. I feel like as we get older, more and more of this stuff we yeah. appreciate. While like if I we was could, a kid like, I mean, going here, a hundred percent would have been so bored. Exactly, like we've been to Gettysburg and stuff, Williamsburg and stuff like that when we were younger. But I don't feel like we appreciate it as much as we would now. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Like as a kid, I would never want to go to a place like that. Exactly. So don't take your kids there. Take your take. But that's go. see, that's what like. There needs to be, like, some sort of change of, like, a stigma. Like, we need to build up, like, how important history is and, and like, how cool it is that, like, I was just standing in the same place where George Washington stood. And there's a, yeah, few, there's a few places, like, he was all up and down all over New York. There's a few places, I believe, on Long Island that he was, that he's been at, too. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting and very cool. Yeah, so if you're nearby Long Island, check out Sagamore Hill. Look up other, like, trails where Washington would have been. If you're upstate New York, if you're in uh, Newburgh, uh, New Windsor, uh, check it out. It's really cool. And then there's, yeah. even, there's so many more places that upstate that of Washington and, and other historic sites that I, I Well, of course. I mean, I mean you, you have, like, Kingston is the first original – capital of new york yeah and i mean it's just surrounded the entire you go as you go up the hudson river you're surrounded by history i mean the reason why albany became the capital was because i believe that they set the british set ablaze to kingston and because of the fire it sent all everybody up the river up towards albany and that's why it became the capital like it, the history of everything is actually really cool and it's really crazy i think it was i think they had said that during the Revolutionary War, the Hasbrook House was where George Washington stayed the longest of his time in, during the, the war. And the British were in Manhattan. And for whatever reason, they never made their way up to, to like, try to take over 
Washington's headquarters. And it's not that far. I don't know how far it would have been. I guess they would have been on horse and boats and stuff. Maybe they didn't know it was there. I, that that could be a uh, part of the case, but literally, yeah. it's the Hudson River is in Manhattan. You take yeah, but it that's, straight up state, and you're uh, you're there. Yeah, but that's one of the things too. Back then, I mean, they didn't have ways to know who was where, right? Unless yeah. it was by I, word of mouth. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I wanted to pick – I picked somewhere upstate to go because I wanted to, like, look at the fall foliage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whatever. It was fall foliage. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, was supp- it wasn't supposed to rain that day, which sucked. But it was supposed to rain on Monday. but And then Monday was, like, a perfectly nice day. It was, like, beautiful out. And then I, I think I went home and uh, I think I ended up grilling later that day. That's very cool. Or or Tuesday might have grilled. Yeah. All but right. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, that's about it. It was fun. I I'd say so. So enough about your week. Enough about my month. Uh, let's get on to some pro wrestling and talk about some sports entertainment. I mean, and Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which was opened by Ric Flair cutting like a very mm, heelish, confusing-ish promo, which I barely understood. And like he at one point was talking about sleeping with a fan's mother. Yeah, that's that's Ric Flair for you. And then he introduced the last member of Team Flair for Crown Jewel, that being Drew McIntyre. Which led into the very first match of Monday Night Raw. It was McIntyre versus Ricochet. McIntyre picks up the victory. It should be noted, this is uh, McIntyre's first match since uh, August. Yeah. Uh, not he's, really. He's been out with his injury, uh, injury. Not much to say here, other than, I guess, welcome back, Mac. <laughs> I hopefully I, this leads into something huge for McIntyre. Hopefully he gets a large push or something. Cause we know how talented he is, but yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I think I said last year, if he's not uh champion by the end of 2019, then they're doing wrestling wrong. And here it's the end of 2019 almost. And he has not been champion. Well, he has been, he was injured for a few months. So what do so. I gotta give him till May? Yeah, let's give some leeway. <laughs> let's see what happens. So but... up, up next, you had Aleister Black picking up a victory over Jason Reynolds, which I have absolutely no idea why Aleister Black is facing an enhancement talent. I was surprised that enhancement talent actually like was having a little bit of offense in there too. Why did an enhancement talent even knock on his door to challenge on challenge him on the in the first place? I don't think he actually knocked on his door. But I'm saying that's the whole thing is I want a challenge. I want someone to knock on my door. How does that make sense in an enhancement well, I don't think talented guy? But come I don't on. Think but but in the sense of that. I'm not talking about yeah. legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It doesn't really do anything for McIntyre. But for, for uh, next up. Black, not Mac, uh, McIntyre. Uh, yeah, sorry, Black. Which uh, I still I have no idea like where they're going with this with him. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought drafting I him to that. Raw, they were going to maybe do something, but no. No. What about this next segment, though, with Jerry Lawler on the King's Court and uh, Rusev? 
Yeah, which was uh, eventually interrupted by Lana and Bobby Lashley at this, uh, what they tried to pass off as a fine, fancy restaurant. I don't know how fancy it looked, but but Rusev ends up running off, later finding the restaurant because he knew where it was, because Lana apparently had been begging to go there for months. And he beats up Bobby Lashley. Police, police were called. He gets arrested. It was a bad segment in like the, the, the whole story. It's a restaurant. bad storyline. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't know why they're like continuing with this. Like they could have ran with Rusev in some sort of a manner, but this entire thing is just—it feels like it's too much. I, I, I just don't, don't get it. I, I don't. I honestly, I would be shocked to find out that more than five people enjoy this segment. Out of the yeah. millions... And millions! ...of WWE fans in the WWE Universe to watch Monday Night Raw, I would be shocked to know that more than five people like this. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that one. Next up, you had Andrade pick up the victory over Sin Cara. Yeah, it's been quite some time since we've seen Sin Cara. He's been out with an injury rehab. The injury came back. Uh, he's been working uh, live events a little bit. But this was his first TV match in quite some time. Uh, and I enjoyed this match. Yeah, it was. I think it delivered. Especially, I think if you put the both of them in the ring, I think you, you're expecting a really good match between him and Andrade. And I think it delivered. I liked Zelina Vega doing the handstand Hurricane Rana off the uh, the ring apron to Sin Cara. I, I yeah. popped like big time for that. I was yeah, like, we, no, was we cool. do not deserve Zelina Vega. I was like, I tweeted WWE games. I was like, I want that move in 2K21. I know there's no way of getting it in 2K20 because it's like that thing is bugged to hell right now. Yeah, it would have glitched or something. Which I I that's like I can't even believe how. 2K released WWE 2K20 as bugged as it was, is. Yeah. And then there's, in the collector's editions, the, the Edge autographs aren't, not all of them are autographed. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is so embarrassing that Edge then had to be like, I'll take care of it. Give me a month, I'll set up a P.O. box. And then 2K's like, no, 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 we'll, we'll take care of it. But even like the autographs, they my autograph is black. And it's a dark picture to begin with. Ah. Uh, and it's so small. Doesn't it, It's not Kurt Angle's actual, like, typical signature. Uh-huh. All of them should look basically the same, and they should all be in silver. All three of the pictures that they have for Edge, Angle, and Mysterio are all darker pictures. They should all be all in silver. There's, like, no quality control at that company. No, they, can, they can blame they can blame Ukes all they want for all the the all the uh, mishaps and everything, but it's really I cannot believe I can't believe that how how unfinished the game is. That's what happens when you rush it. I mean, I, I think they had no choice. I don't know if WWE was gonna like sue them if they didn't release a game or whatever, but they had like nine months or so to to do it. And, they, somebody... and they didn't have they didn't have Ukes, so I'm hoping 2K21 is a lot better. When Somebody I, really dropped the ball with it. When I went to pick up the game, the 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 member at GameStop was like, "You uh, you never picked up your two K twenty two K nineteen." I was like, uh, "Yeah, I did." 
And he goes, well, you, you have $50 in credit here. So, and then the manager's oh. like, oh, just apply it to, uh, just apply to this order. He goes, well, he paid in full. And he goes, well, you looking forward to any other games coming out? I was like, uh, 2K21. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, and then he like checks me out. Whatever he goes, you actually have a lot more than just fifty dollars. You have a hundred and forty dollars still. How? I, I he said somebody must have just handed me the game last year and not like ticked it off that I picked it up. Oh wow! So I guess I I get the game for free. I guess yeah, year. nothing to that you can do about that one. Yeah. I was like, I, I thought they were going to be like, oh, we'll just like mark it off as if like you, you picked it up, whatever. But they were like, here, here, we're printing this receipt out for you. Next time you want to come in to like buy anything, or if you want to come in like next year and pick up the game, pre-order it, just bring this slip in and be like, I have $140 here and show them this and that. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm happy Sinkara's back. Yeah, and I enjoyed the match. And it's interesting because there's we, we still have those rumors of that stable of Sinkara, Andrade, and Rey Mysterio. So maybe once Crown Jewel is over and Rey Mysterio and Kane Velasquez are maybe separated, I don't know what's uh, Kane signed apparently with WWE. So I don't know where that'll lead to, but. Maybe down the line we will eventually see that stable. Maybe Kane will be brought into it at a four-man stable. He'll hmm. turn face turns. I have no idea. You don't know. But, yeah, next up you had the 24-7 champion, uh, Sunil Singh, defeating R-Truth to become the new 24-7 champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that this was funny because now they're going back and forth. Yeah, and uh, they even on two hundred five live tonight. They were there, not not defending it or anything, but it's just funny because our truth tried to peel uh, pin Sunil. I mean uh, Samir, thinking it was Sunil. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I thought that that was very good. Up next, you had a tag team match. The new champions. Is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? Are they champions? Yeah. You're correct. The Viking Raiders defeated Hawkins and Ryder. I, I keep on forgetting that as well. That literally, like, when I said that, I was like, that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, I keep on forgetting that they are the tag team champions. That's how bad the division is getting right now. And it shouldn't be that way because they're actually really good. But they have <laughs> I mean, we have that gigantic match at, uh, at Crown Jewel, so. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a standard tag team match. I thought for sure it was going to be a lot quicker than it was, and I'm happy that it wasn't. And uh, if you uh, – Hawkins and Ryder, they're really – they're great. <laughs> they're really uh, good. No, they are, for real. Like, if you want somebody to, like, look strong, you put them against Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah, they'll make anybody look good. Yeah. Anybody. Up next, you had a promo from Rey Mysterio about training Cain Velasquez. Paul Heyman interrupts on the uh, Titan Tron, and then Shelton Benjamin comes out and questions why Cain Velasquez gets a title shot and starts pushing Rey Mysterio, which I'm not sure if this makes him a Paul Heyman guy. But I, this is the second time we've seen him associated with Brock Lesnar within the year. 
Yeah, I mean, and then we have seen him come out with Paul Heyman in the past. Um, have we? Yeah, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. Um, I believe so. But um, I, I think, think it was, I mean, I think this year it was, had a, like, a segment where Shelton was representing a Brock guy. Yeah, it was something like that. But I was a fan of this. I was surprised that about Shelton Benjamin. But when he came, when he came out, I'm like, all right, this is cool. I like it. He's like, Brock Lesnar is my family. We we roomed together. We wrestled together. And I I love the backstory to Shelton Benjamin and Lesnar. If anything, I would love this would never happen. But I would love for them to reunite as a tag team. Minnesota stretching crew, or I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're correct. The Minnesota stretching crew. But Cain Velasquez comes out and attacks Shelton Benjamin, which kind of sucked because he's using worked UFC punches. And that's what I hate. I hate it. Like, I mean, I hated it with Tyson Fury when he was he was uh, holding back the punches. And because, like, you know, if they deliver, it's going to be a one hell of a wallop. Right. And I and same thing with Cain Velasquez. If he hits, if he contact makes contact, it's going to really do damage. Which I think but, when they brought Mayweather in, I, I almost think I remember hearing Big Show tell, like, in an interview saying that he wanted Mayweather to actually connect. So that's when Mayweather first showed up on WWTV, he broke Big Show's nose that very first night. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to not have something like that? I don't know. That's the thing. I feel like it's not bad. It's not that bad if you did have something like that. Because, I mean, otherwise you have Tyson Fury uh, holding back his punches and the person selling it, selling it as if it's like a old-school kung fu movie or a bollywood movie where the person goes flying yet there was far like a foot away from the contact being made and now you have Cain velasquez throwing punches but the punches just they don't even look good i'd rather him throw like open-handed uh um slaps yeah instead of what he was doing and uh, that's now i'm kind of worried that WWE is going to have him do this worked UFC style rather than the Lucha style that I've seen from Cain Velasquez in the past few months in his wrestling career. Maybe they're just saving it. Uh, that's, I mean, that could totally be it, but I, I don't know. After seeing those punches, because when he actually wrestles, I, I've never seen him, I don't recall ever seeing him do like worked punches like that. Yeah. So I think they're going out there and they're telling him, we want you to ground and pound. Mm -hmm. So I'm very worried because Lucha Kane is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things from pro wrestling in 2019. And I'm not, I'm obviously, I, I, I know Kane Velasquez, the name and, and who he was and everything, but Mm -hmm. I was no, by far by no means at all a UFC fan. I mean, Cain Velasquez I've always been a fan of, uh, just because of the wrestling background, too. Um, Amateur wrestler from, I believe, Arizona? No, not Arizona. I forgot where. But... I think... Amateur... Is he not from uh, California? Maybe Cal State. I forget. But amateur wrestling background and everything like that. So I've been watching Cain for a while, 
And I mean, they, right now they're hyping up like, oh, he's the only person that really dominated Lesnar. That's not the truth. He attended uh, Iowa Central Community College. Yeah, but then after that, Arizona State. Okay, so I was correct. Arizona. Yeah. I, I Who else went to were... Arizona? Um, also, I think he was a teammate with um, heavy machinery guy. Tucker? Tucker, yeah. I think Tucker wrestled for Arizona, too. Like the same time as him? I think. I think, actually, interesting enough, I looked this up a long time ago. I think uh, Swagger yeah, and Tucker, Velasquez. Tucker did go to Arizona State. Yeah, and uh, Velasquez and Swagger almost wrestled in the NCAA tournament. But he's but, Tucker's twenty nine. Kane is thirty seven. That age oh, so then doesn't yeah they up. yeah so Kane was there way before him. But I think Swagger and Velasquez almost faced off against each other uh, in the NCAA tournament. But I think Swagger or one of them got eliminated. Swagger first. Swagger that age adds up. He's thirty seven. Yeah, they almost wrestled each other, which is kind of cool when you think when you look back at it that they were uh, potentially opponents. Yeah, but which she just had a big fight tonight at the uh, at Mohegan Sun. Nah, nah. It might still be going. I have no idea. I don't know if he won. Probably, but overall, I, I just to backtrack now. I, I really hope that they do let him do that lucha libre. I think that they're going to save it for that Lesnar fight where. I uh, he kind of th- pulls it out and That's, just I'm hoping catches. I'm hoping it doesn't happen at Crown Jewel and instead it happens at Survivor Series. I think it's going to be one of those things that when it happens it's going to catch Lesnar off guard and surprise him and the crowd's going to pop because nobody's really going to expect it because let's face it a lot of people don't know him from that. So Right, I mean they're not advertising his wrestling career at all. Exactly, and, and career. I mean, it's not. It's it's not like thirty five matches or so. It's only been like a few, like maybe six matches tops. Yeah, and all of them have been uh, with Triple A. Yeah. Also, if they're gonna have this match instead of doing ground and pound, I wouldn't mind seeing Brock's a very accomplished amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. I would not mind seeing them like face off in that sort of. In that sort of style, to work, I, I in, to work it into the actual match. Yeah, I, I think that that would be cool. But I guess we'll see what happens as this uh, continues to play out. Uh, next up, you had Universal Champion Seth Rollins pick up the victory over Umberto Carrillo. Oh wow, you pronounced it right this time. Thank you, thank you. Um, I was very impressed because I'm not. I'm I'm an outsider. In regards to Carrillo, and I was very impressed. I thought it was a good match, and I was really. It was a huge rub for uh, him. Yeah. Overall. See, and here's the thing: is that I, I'm happy this match is getting praise because a lot of people don't know who Umberto Carrillo is. They don't watch 205 Live. They yeah. don't they don't maybe they don't remember him doing a few matches or whatever in in uh NXT or whatnot. But he get he gets such high praise from this match with Seth Rollins, and it was a really good match. I would have liked to have seen Carrillo go over, but that's obviously with Crown Jewel, that's not happening. Yeah. But it was a really good match, and I I'm looking forward to his career. I, I'm hoping 
because of this match and because they like put him in such a high profile match his very first match on Monday Night Raw was against the champion I'm hoping that means that he's not going to be like in the background of Raw and that more people will eventually know who Umberto Carrillo is know that he's the nephew of Hector Garza know that he's the cousin of uh, Angel Garza who's in NXT and on 205 Live right now Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I think that it's pretty cool that, like, talking about introductions and stuff, they really introduced, like, Buddy Murphy, and uh, they had, like, something for Andrade, and um, who else? Um, it was, some, it was a trio. It was Andrade, it was Murphy, and I think maybe Aleister Black. But I thought it was really cool, and I'm really looking forward to seeing um, uh, Buddy Murphy with what they do with him. Because it seems like they're building him up into something that is bigger than just a two another two hundred five guy. Yeah. So, up next was kind of confusing. Very yeah. confusing, maybe because it was advertised, I think, as a, a six man tag. Street Profits had to go out find themselves a partner to face off against the OC, but. The match started without any explanation as to why it was just a tag team match. So we had the club, uh, or the OC, Gallows Anderson, taking on Street Profits. Street Profits end up winning this match, but uh, it, was un- it wasn't until the last minute of Monday Night Raw that they got their, their sixth man out there. Yeah, it's like, dude, where, where have you been the entire time? AJ Styles got involved. And Kevin Owens ran out, made the save, hit the stunner on Styles. Street Profits pick up the victory. Very impressive victory for their first match on Monday Night Raw. And I'm very happy to see them pick up a victory on Monday Night Raw. Um, I marked the hell out for that ending because I, for the first two milliseconds the two notes of the theme song i thought it was cm punk's theme song and i felt like a stupid idiot mark <laughs> and when i realized it was kevin owens theme song i was so embarrassed dude because i marked the hell out oh wow you really let it go i yes be, these damn fs1 talks you know, and you CM know punk sure, rumors is sure so you stupid right, serves you right you jerk you always try to do it for me. It serves you right, dude. I, I it was so I was so embarrassed. I, I had I must have been like beat red when that happened. Brent always texts me like because he knows I don't really watch it live too often, and he texts me. He's like, "OMG, CM Punk" or something like that. Like where he, he's alluding to CM. Punk. I just missed CM Punk's return to for WWE. A little context. Uh, I did it last the other day on Wednesday, I did it while describing the end of NXT. <laughs> yeah. So like, he, but he's done it before. So it's funny that he actually marked out for this moment and it wasn't what he thought it was. It's cause, And I've said this as I've said this since Kevin Owens had that theme song from the start, since his debut with that, I was like, I've always said that sounds the beginning oh. sounds a little like CM Punk's theme song. I I could hear what you're think I could I get it because it's I get like what you're, at first yeah at first when you told me I didn't really understand but now that I'm like replaying Kevin Owens theme song the bam 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 like I I I get what you're coming from now 
Just like the guitars, the din in it. And it's like, oh. Yeah, it's like quick pace, stop. Quick pace, stop. I totally understand where you're coming from. But, yeah, no. Um, all right. So that was Monday Night Raw. Street for Profits I was very, very happy with, though. Um, yeah. Moving over to SmackDown. SmackDown opens with Miz TV. You have Team Hogan and Team Flair, the uh, SmackDown participants, at least. Chad Gable uh, in a very interesting basketball-esque attire. I don't yeah, know. That, I, to me, is probably... Uh, that's got to be something like Vince saying, oh, you know it would be funny? Shorty G should be wearing a basketball outfit. <laughs> it was... I, I don't know what that is, but... He's making the best of it and uh, killing it. But uh, this segment as a whole I thought was goofy. Yeah. Uh, it sets up the six-man tag later in the night with Sami Zayn uh, kind of tagging out, saying he's injured, and found a replacement for the team, that being Cesaro. Then everybody brawled, and that was that. And then we had our first match of the evening. We had Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, Defeat New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Big E as Xavier Woods is out with an Achilles injury. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – I think he does have to get surgery on it, right? I think he might yeah. have already had the surgery. Yeah, I think he got surgery the other day. So that's going to be the 6 to 12 months out he, for he, sure. He was on SmackDown though via iPad yeah. while they were walking so backstage. So pretty so much – That was funny. So for those that don't understand, really, so with the Achilles rupture, he's not able to lift his foot off the ground. So he's not going to, he's like... What does that mean, he can't he, lift his foot off the ground? So he doesn't have any plant, he's, right now, because once that's ruptured, you can't really apply any pressure, so he can't bring, do any heel off. So he has no... Uh, so when you put your foot toes down, right, you're working the gastroc, the calf muscle, and the calf muscle goes down towards that ankle, and the Achilles tendon attaches it all. So once the Achilles tendon is ruptured, that motion is pretty much lost. So, but so he could he, use a crutch though, right, and walk still, or is that not? I allowed? mean, he's going to use the crutch, but his he's going to have a boot on. Uh, he's not going to be bringing his toes down towards the ground anytime soon. Um, yeah, that's why, that's why he can't apply any pressure. Like, I guess from what I read, he went off, he went to rebound off the ropes and then just kind of collapsed. Uh, it, it's because you can't apply any pressure through it. It's just, it's like jelly. That's a shame. So, yeah, but- very fortunate well Kofi Kingston was the one that uh picked up the loss here which I thought we were gonna see like some sort of like anger be built into it from losing the the title a few weeks ago but there was none of that the revival came out right away so um is this a this injury to Xavier Woods is this it stinks but storyline wise is this beneficial for New Day I don't know. Like, because, because Kofi Kingston, I mean, and it sucks to always view it this way. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were planning with Kofi. Exactly. But it kind of worked out, works like in the past, we've seen it work out before where somebody gets injured 
and he just writes them off TV, and then they come back and they're strong. Like I, it happened with Roman Reigns, where uh, after I think it was like Royal Rumble or something, he got so much heat and everybody hated him, and then he got injured. He was off TV, and then when he came back, they were able to restart him. With Woods now, because Kofi just lost the title, now you can really put Kofi with Big E, and you don't have to really force anything else. But what do you, maybe? Which, by hmm. the way, speaking of uh, injuries in relation to Kofi Kingston, I marked out today that uh, Evan Bourne is returning to yeah. use, using that name, Evan Bourne. Evolve due to evolve, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. You know, he's always been a fan favorite, and especially a fan of the podcast. Uh, he always listens. Yeah, oh, tons, tons of <laughs> listening time on his part. But uh, back to that segment, you had the revival run out, make it a four on two uh, beatdown. Heavy machinery made this save, but I really, I would have liked to have seen more from like more anger being built up from Kofi. But maybe it, maybe we'll see that after Crown Jewel's done. More from Kofi. Yeah. Up next, yeah. just completely sucked. You had Lacey Evans taking on a, an enhancement talent, Cameron Connors. And I do not think that people are tuning into SmackDown on a Friday night to see Lacey Evans take on an enhancement talent. That's obviously not a knock on Cameron Connors. But I don't think people are tuning in for Lacey Evans. She no, Cameron Connors is awesome. She cuts a promo beforehand saying that she doesn't care about this match even. Why am I going to face an enhancement talent? Start the match. I'm going to leave. So she goes out of the ring. The match starts. Gets to the nine count. Uh, Cameron turns around. Lacey gets in the ring. Boom. Woman's right. One, two, three. Why are people... Why Why do I care about something like that? Why would anyone care about that? Yeah. I know. I don't get it. Uh, speaking of other things that I don't get, though, you had a Firefly Funhouse segment where you would expect, because of the last time we saw it, that it would be burnt or burned down a little bit, charred up a bit. But it was completely normal. The only thing that was different was the fact that Ramblin' Rabbit was dead, which is not that different. But they were having yeah, a funeral I mean, for him. You know he's going to come back. Yeah. They had a funeral for him. Bray Wyatt kisses him. He comes back to life. Exactly. And then Mercy eats him. Dead again. Kind of a <laughs> pointless Firefly Funhouse for me. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know how you take. I. I, I don't know. Unless he wins the title at Crown Jewel, I have no idea what they're doing with the Fiend. I. I hate to say it, but they really put a damper on him after Hell in a Cell. I mean, they after Hell in a Cell, nobody noticed. Nobody in the WWE has brought up that match at all. Well, they, I mean, they they did open with it again on Raw, which I still can't believe they're talking about that. <laughs> but just awful. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, the next match we saw was Kalisto defeating Drew Gulak. Gulak went to uh, try to attempt to finish his PowerPoint presentation from last week. And Kalisto attacked Gulak. And Braun Strowman's music hits during this match. Distracts Drew Gulak. Kalisto hits the Salida Del Sol. Gets the pin. And then Strowman gets in the ring. Hits Gulak with a running power slam. 
cuts a promo saying that at least Drew Gulak deserves to be in this ring, unlike Tyson Fury. And then picked him up again. Fans were chanting they wanted another uh, running power slam. Mm. So they did. He he obliged. So Very it's interesting. Uh, another uh, in-ring segment. Daniel Bryan gets interviewed by Michael Cole about Shinsuke Nakamura from last week and whether or not the Yes Movement is dead. And Sami Zayn and, and Nakamura come out, showed footage from last year saying that the, the Yes Movement was dead. And then they tried to kind of like get him to join them. Zayn's like, you're a lot like us. You're a vegan. I'm a vegan. We like you're this You're a dude. Planet. I'm a dude. We're all dudes. Hey. Yeah, so he tried to get Daniel Bryan to join them, but Daniel Bryan just walked off without answering. So maybe we still have a heel Daniel Bryan? Uh, it's going to be... You might as well tease it for a little bit, right? It was just... Dude, it was so weird because Nakamura and Sami Zayn were involved in that opening segment, which had nothing to do with this. So it's just weird that they had him... In those two segments, well, three counting the the last segment on SmackDown too. But mm-hmm. up next, you had Nikki Cross defeating Mandy Rose. Um, I, I guess they're not called Boston Hug Connection anymore, but they were on commentary, which I, I feel like it served no purpose. But uh, Sonya Deville attacked Nikki Cross during the the match behind the referee's back, but had no effect because Nikki Cross still won. And I always hate it where an attack happens, yet the person that was attacked still gets a victory. I think that maybe Nikki Cross should have lost this one. Um, I don't think she could have, though, because she's probably going to lose whenever she faces Bailey. So, which clearly is not next Thursday because there are no women allowed in that, in that card. Yeah. Which around this time we had... NXT Evolution last year, but not NXT Evolution, just mm-hmm. Evolution in general, but nah. there's no Evolution this year. Nope, not this time. Up next, Rey Mysterio and Cain Velasquez were in the ring. Uh, Rey Mysterio said that Dominic was doing much better and then promised that Cain's going to give Brock a scar, a matching scar on the other side of his face. Paul Heyman and Brock showed up on the Titan Tron. And eventually showed that Brock Lesnar took Dominic out again. He was backstage, took him out. Ray and Kane run off backstage. Back in the trainer's room, they show uh, Kane Velasquez, Ray Mysterio checking on Dominic. And Brock runs into the locker room, takes Ray Mysterio, F5s him against the wall, picks up Kane Velasquez as if it's nothing. And F5s him onto uh, the trainer's table, which already had Dominic on it. And then later on in the night, Cain Velasquez cut a promo in Spanish yelling at Brock. So it should be interesting to see how they get to the end of that match. Yeah, I, it's going to be fun to watch, especially because we're not used to seeing someone uh, like Cain go against Brock Lesnar. Who has that history not with? Even, but not even that, though. We, we're not used to seeing somebody come in like that and have a WWE Championship match. Hmm. 
So I don't, and I don't want Kane to win the title in, at Crown Jewel. Like I said earlier, I want it to happen at like Survivor Series, which I believe is the pay-per-view after this. Yeah, I wouldn't be a fan if he just came in and, and that happened. So that's why we it'd be, it's interesting to see how we get to the end of that match. Because I don't want it to be like, I, I, I don't know if I want like a DQ finish or whatnot, but Maybe that sort of thing shouldn't be a clean thing. Maybe Cain Velasquez ignores the ref and just keeps on pounding on Brock. Mm-hmm. I, I, what happens if there's blood? Are they even allowed to have blood there? They'll probably get fined like $3,000 million. I don't know. I don't know. Watch after Cain, uh, they bring in Alistair Overeem to face Lesnar just because he's someone else that the Lesnar lost to. You never know. Yeah, but. I would... I would rather not see that unless yeah, unless, me too. unless he's been training to be a wrestler. Who knows? Hopefully not. Main event saw Team Hogan, Chad Gable, uh, Ali, and Roman Reigns take on and defeat Team Flair with the addition of Cesaro, that being Cesaro, Nakamura, and why am I blanking on the last person's name? Uh, Gable? No, Gable's on the the face team. Oh, yeah, oh, Zane, King Corbin. Nakamura, King Corbin. Corbin, yeah, Zane. Yeah. So the crowd, for the most part, seemed like they were not so much into SmackDown, and I don't think they had like the, the the hottest the crowd was on SmackDown was during this match, and they really didn't have many reasons as to why they should have been on fire throughout the show because there's there wasn't that much wrestling. Mm-hmm. There were so many promos on SmackDown. But this match, the ending was super hot. Roman Reigns delivers that spear to to uh, Cesaro and then tags out. He gives that rub to Ali where Ali... He, Roman Reigns hits a Superman punch to... Uh, I think it was King Corbin to knock him off the apron and Ali went and hit the 450 and won. Huge rub, huge moment for Ali, especially in such a match like this where you have Team Flair versus Team Hogan. Ali is picking up the victory. Yeah, uh, it was kind of surprising because I would figure that Team Hogan was going over uh, Team Flair, but there's we still have Monday. Does this mean that Flair is going over? Well, no, because we still we, we do still have Monday. So, you, but I mean, on Monday we can expect Flair to get the upper hand, no? That's yes, that's what I think. Probably a victory for Randy Orton of some sorts. Maybe the two captains. Uh, Randy Orton and who's the captain? Who is the captain now? It's Roman Reigns. So no, we'll probably see Randy Orton versus Rusev, or hmm. maybe Rusev versus Bobby Lashley, or Rusev yeah. versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Team Hogan is all smacked at except for Rusev and Ricochet. So maybe Ricochet will get involved there too. You never know. Time will tell. But, yeah. So that is SmackDown. Uh, Also, uh, I wish Jimmy Hart was using his megaphone. Yeah, it's weird that he's not. Yeah, that's something he used to do during matches. So why, why not do it during matches here? Maybe he doesn't want to do, like, too much of a distraction. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so we have Crown Jewel. 
it's basically our go home show now to Halloween. So we do have Crown Jewel taking place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia at the King Fahid International Stadium. Um, do we do predictions for this or no? Yeah, but some of them are going to be very difficult to predict. Like, we have a 20-man battle royal where the winner faces AJ Styles for the WWE United States Championship the same night. I don't know who's in it. They have not announced who is in the 20-man battle royal. Hmm. So we cannot pick a, a, a victor of sorts for that. Who I'd like to see be it would be Heath Slater versus AJ Styles. <laughs> Realistically, aside from the tag teams, who else is there? Hmm. Versus AJ Styles, and I don't even know um, who's going over to who's going Cedric over there. Alex, Cedric Alexander, maybe that could be. He could be. He could definitely be it. So, well, I mean, that, it could also be Manhor. No. He's he's facing Cesaro. Oh, gotcha. It's, and it's also it's Mansoor. Oh, Mansoor. Yeah, that should actually be a good match. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say uh, AJ Styles is retaining the United States Championship. Yeah, I can follow suit with that. No matter who steps in there, we have Cesaro versus Mansoor. Obviously, gonna be Mansoor. Come on. Yeah, Mansoor. Come on. Uh, a nine-team tag team turmoil match for the WWE World Cup, where the team will then be declared the best in the world. You have Big E and Kofi Kingston representing New Day, taking on the Viking Raiders, the Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, we're not sure which combination of the three it'll be, taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Revival. You got Hawkins and Ryder, the OC, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, and the B team. So you can really limit this down to New Day, Viking Raiders, Revival, or and the OC, OC, right? Pretty much, yes. I would like to see the Viking Raiders. I said this last week. I would like to see them win this match because there has to be some sort of reason why they touted New Japan, Ring of Honor, NXT, WWE. There has to be that reason why they mentioned those those four specific titles that they we came into these companies and dominated the tag team divisions. We were the tag team champions in New Japan. We were the tag team champions of Ring of Honor. We were the tag team champions in NXT, and now we are the tag team champions in WWE. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go with Viking Raiders too because it's hard to see. First off, they are the Raw champions. So it's hard to see them being – they they're already going with a handicap being the champions, you know? Not a handicap, but they had the card stacked in their favor being the champions. But also they are the two – I mean, heavy machinery, but outside of heavy machinery, Viking Ranger are, are two, two of the largest competitors in this matchup. So it's so difficult to see anybody even pinning them. Uh, well, I mean, they're kind of comparable to the OC, similar-ish. Man, but it, it, it kind of it sucks though because like New Day you want it because they are the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history I believe yeah but but then I also go... want the Revival to win because the Revival are trying to actually do something with tag team wrestling yeah but I am I'm sticking with the Viking Raiders save here 
All right, let's talk about it. Let's go to Braun Strowman taking on Tyson Fury. Um, I'd have to assume Tyson Fury. Yeah, I'm, it sucks for Braun. Like, this guy should be champion by now, yet he's keep on getting stuck in these gimmick uh, situations, whether it's Nicholas, Tyson Fury. Uh, you know, got to go with Tyson Fury. But you make the best of it. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, a false count anywhere match for the WWE Universal Championship where the match can't be stopped for any reason. Stupid. I don't know if they were going to do that before that stupid ending <laughs> of <laughs> Hell in a Cell or if they had to save themselves after that uh, absurd ending. Um... I don't know. This is a very difficult one to pick because I, I can't see Seth Rollins losing. But if the can Fiend, you see the WWE Universal Championship change hands in Saudi Arabia? A hundred percent, I could. But if the Fiend, because if the Fiend loses, where what there's what happens to the Fiend? Unfortunately, the inevitable. Like, where does the Fiend go from here? What's his next feud? WWE really. I don't know if it's sabotage, but they really. I don't know what to think. Like there, like, there. Who who goes up against the fiend? The, the only, the the only fiend other person that could go up against the fiend, like, would have to be somebody that's not in the company right now. Who? I mean, you got those Edge rumors, which he denied. You got Stone Cold Steve Austin as an option. But why are you putting them versus the fiend? What's your because rational for that? Because who else is gonna? even come close to dethroning the fiend yeah but i would have thrown a legend with that he needs to build up a a repertoire he's also he's already going after he's got jerry lawler he's got kane he's been going after i think yeah so that's what you you toss some more legends you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go wishful thinking not that i'd want stone cold steve austin's like only last match ever to be against the fiend or whatever in in a situation like that i mean CM Punk has to have the feud with him. But I'm going with Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to save The Fiend. I hope they go, they make correct on what they did. Nothing else would make sense, but... Yeah. Um, next up, you have Team Hogan. Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty, G, and Ali. Alongside with Hogan. Taking on Team probably Flair. Probably Jimmy Hart. Let's just... And yeah. yeah I Gordon. mean, if he was there today, then... Probably yeah, Orton. Yeah, then Team Flair, Orton, Corbin, Lashley, Nakamura, Mc, uh, McFly, McIntyre, and uh, Ric Flair. I'm gonna go with Team Hogan. Yeah, I'm seeing Team Hogan as well, and they both bump 100. percent There's no way they're not. Are they gonna blade? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know the blood rules there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Will Will Ric Flair blade? And who's going to bust him open? Maybe he's going to blade from a Superman punch? That's probably the main event, by the way. You think? I Perhaps. Um, unless it's unless it's the WWE Championship match. Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. Yeah, um, I'm going to say... Gonna... I'm going to say... Mm, I'm going to say no contest. How so? I, I have no idea. I don't... Because I can't see... 
you can't bring Kane in and have him lose to somebody he legitimately defeated. And you can't, I don't think it's, it's, I think it's too soon to have the title given to Velasquez. Yeah, that's the thing. For that reason, I'm going to go with Lesnar. So it's either Lesnar or nobody. So, so you going with nobody? I, I, I yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Lesnar. Because, like, it's already been done. So I don't know how... Granted, it's, what, 10-plus years later or something? Mm-hmm. Maybe just 10 years later? It's, I don't know how you get to the to the next step. Yeah, who knows? Nine years later, actually. October 23rd, 2010. Who knows, brother? It's completely plausible that Cain Velasquez walks out as champion. And I... I I wouldn't mind it. I would not mind him as WWE champion. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm still going with this. So uh, that's Raw SmackDown and Crown Jewel. Hey, Brandon, do you got any shout-outs? I am Grover, and you're listening to Brandon's Shoutouts. First shout-out goes to the album Taylor Swift as it was released 13 years ago Thursday uh, it's a great album and it's I mean it's kind of crazy to, to hear how different Taylor Swift's music is now but I'm still a fan I know you're not so much but yeah maybe her songs will grow on you Lover I think is one of her best songs ever from the it's title possible. album Lover um, yeah and then the next shout out goes to Liv Morgan's new theme song which I don't know if it's officially her new theme song or not but it's in WWE 2K20 mm-hmm. and I assume it will be her new theme song we have yet to see her debut on Monday Night Raw but it's interesting because it kind of sounds like she could be with The Fiend Hmm, kind of like a Joker, Harley Quinn aspect. Well, yeah, that's you could say that as well. But, I mean, that's what it kind of like... I mean, that's what it kind of reminds me of. The, it reminds me of The Fiend. I didn't I was, listen to it. I was so... What if that's the next thing, like, for everything? Like, I was very much so looking forward to her Yo theme song. Like, the Yo, 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 Yo. Like, that theme song coming back from NXT. But this one, it's like it starts out almost like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where it's like, I feel like there's bells and and laughter and who knows? I have no idea if this is about to be like fiend related or just maybe she'll be like psychotic or something. I don't know. I would be fine if it was fiend related. Yeah, me too. Also, uh... Are You Afraid of the Dark has been uh, airing like a, a mini-series of sorts, a new one on Nickelodeon, which I've checked out. Quite, uh, find it kind of uh, kind of pretty much a spot-on to the original Are You Afraid of the Dark. I've been enjoying it. That's cool. Uh, but the last shout-out goes to the bad boy himself, Joey Janela. I said this on Wednesday Night Wars. It's awesome to see him... Uh, on TV it's very surreal and I'm very happy 
that Joey Janela is wrestling not weekly on TV, but in a company that has weekly television, as big as it is. So yeah, uh, we've watched it for a long time, and we couldn't be even we couldn't be any happier. Yeah, but those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our. moment of the week which I think should probably be me thinking that it was CM Buck returning on Monday Night Raw for a split second yeah that is pretty funny but I'm probably going to go with uh, not probably I'm definitely going to go with Finn Balor's heel turn yeah there's no denying that that was a huge mark out moment of the week Um, for myself I'm going to go with in Vegas. Uh, I didn't want to go back up to the room, so I wanted to just find something to do. So I ended up gambling. Um, I'm not a big gambler, so I was just sitting at the penny slots. And just just to, like, you know, buy time and hang out and just relax. So I was doing the penny slots, just taking it in Vegas. And I was about to go upstairs. When I was about to go upstairs, I was like, you know what? Now's the time for me to go upstairs. I'm getting tired. I was sitting next to a little bar area that they call Bugsy's Bar in the Flamingo. That's where I stayed in the Flamingo. And on TV, Ring of Honor just started. So I was just like, I was sitting there. I was about to go, and then Ring of Honor started on TV. And I'm like, well, I think this is a sign. So I just remained there playing uh, the penny slots, watching Ring of Honor the entire time. So it was actually pretty cool. I was marking out. I was the only person that was, I think, watching it. But I kind of, like, appreciated that moment of, like, it was just one of those moments where I would have never expected pro wrestling to be put on uh, a TV in Vegas, in a casino. But it was, and it was perfect, you know. Um, It was really cool. Uh, Unrelated to a markout moment of the week, to go back to Raw and SmackDown, goofiness just came out. They have, for Raw, they have announced Seth Rollins and uh, Rowan are going to be having a false Count Anywhere match for some reason. Hey, what is this? For Monday Night Raw on Monday, they have... Oh, okay. And then SmackDown next week, they already announced stuff, so Crown Jewel, I guess, is going to have zero effect on the show, as they have... Well, this could still kind of play into that, but Roman Reigns is supposed to face off with King Corbin. And the Revival are defending the tag team titles against New Day. Which, to me, wouldn't make sense if... Unless New Day is going to be the champion. uh, Winners of the Best in the World tournament. Yeah, unless they win. And then Bray Wyatt is going to be on Miz TV. As Bray Wyatt. So I don't know if... Maybe Bray Wyatt... Is going to be celebrating the Fiend's victory... Ooh, it's very possible. Could be, yeah. But uh, that was our show, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were gonna, you know, I thought for sure you you opened, you closed, you know. 
Yeah, I thought for sure you were going to, like, run with it. But, yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your support. Make sure you go give us a follow on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Buy the T-shirt and uh, watch it on YouTube. Subscribe. Rate us. And all that fun stuff. And we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a Thanks.